this podcast contains language that will offend you, dark humor, descriptions of violence, and opinions that will probably piss you off. Listener discretion is advised. Before I begin this teaser episode of The Last Nail Podcast, I'd just like to shout out Mike Boudet, the host of the very popular true crime podcast, Sword and Scale. I've been a fan of his since 2016, and Sword and Scale was the first podcast I ever listened to. It's still my favorite. If you haven't heard it, definitely go check it out. I doubt I'll ever rise to those ranks, but my love for Sword and Scale has driven me to start my own podcast. Thanks for that, Mike. You're fucking awesome. I'd also like to give thanks to Nicole from True Crime South Africa. I discovered her podcast a few months ago, and I really like her style. She is also some of the inspiration behind this podcast. I apologize for the audio quality. This is my first podcast. I've never really recorded anything like this before. I have experience editing music, but it's been a really long time. So bear with me while I figure it out. It'll get better with time. But without any further fangirling and housekeeping, let's get into the death penalty. Death has been the ultimate punishment for crime since long before the internet and podcasts came to be. It dates all the way back to the 18th century BC in the code of King Hammurabi of Babylon. While 25 crimes were punishable by death at this point, that number has dwindled down significantly over time and is usually reserved for one crime, murder. Every death penalty state in the U.S. has different statutes that determine how many aggravating factors are necessary to warrant the death penalty. These factors include, but are not limited to, the age of the victim, the number of victims, the heinousness of the crime, and if the murder was committed during another crime. The first recorded execution in the United States was that of Captain George Kendall in Jamestown, Virginia in 1608. He was executed by firing squad for being a spy for Spain. In the years following his execution, laws were enacted that allowed the death penalty for things as trivial as stealing, striking one's parents, and denying the true God. Hitting your parents probably isn't the best way to handle disagreements, but I'm definitely glad that is no longer considered a capital offense. We've come a long way in the last few centuries. The death penalty is a hot-button issue around the world. It is inherently political, and many politicians use it to their advantage. Some people see it as the only way to quench the thirst for justice that many families of victims suffer from and prevent these monsters from ever perpetrating such disgusting acts again. Others see it as a cruel and unnecessary way to punish those found guilty of the worst crime of all. After all, who are we as a society to decide who lives and dies? It's like spanking a child to teach them that hitting is wrong, right? I personally fall somewhere between those points. Some people are so sick and fucked up that no amount of prison time can rehabilitate them, and our tax dollars shouldn't go to providing them with food and shelter. But at the same time, I don't believe the government should have the power to execute people. I don't believe they should have the power to do a lot of things, but that's a can of worms for another podcast. I'll try to keep my political rants to a minimum, but as I stated in the disclaimer, I will be saying things that piss you off, especially those who tend to congregate on the left side of the political spectrum. The government tends to overstep and screw up in almost every situation they involve themselves in. Many innocent people have been executed in the U.S. in recent history. I will be covering some of their stories in a future episode for sure. In my humble, probably unpopular opinion, anyone found guilty beyond any doubt, you know, with verifiable proof 
that they did it should be put to death as soon as possible. I'm not talking a fingerprint on a windowsill that may have been there from someone breaking in or doing other creepy things. While that's a good indicator of guilt, that's not a solid enough foundation to build a guillotine on. However, if there happens to be photo or video evidence of the accused committing the murder, or vats of acid in their living room with human torsos in them, or perhaps a semen stain on a child's body, I think that an execution is warranted. We often hear the families of victims say, put me in a room with them and I'll take care of it, and I'm certainly not opposed to that either. I told you in the disclaimer that there will be opinions in this podcast. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and sometimes I'll be talking about mine. It is, after all, my podcast. As of April 2023, 27 states still have the death penalty. Three of these have governor-issued moratoriums which have halted all executions in their states. It is probably no surprise that Texas has the highest number of executions, having put a staggering 574 inmates to death since 1976. They execute an average of 12 inmates per year. Oklahoma comes in second at 116 executions in that time. Florida seems to be catching up quickly though, and while only 99 people have been put to death since 1976, there are 303 inmates awaiting their state-mandated end as of June 2022. As Mike Boudet puts it, in Florida, if you do the crime, you die. As I was researching this, I discovered that Florida executed Donald Dilbeck on February 23, 2023. He is the first Floridian to be put to death since 2019. The most common method of execution used today is lethal injection, but there is still a wide range of other options that vary from state to state. It may surprise you to hear that three states still hang people. Four states, including my home state of Utah, still use the firing squad. Lethal gas is still an option in seven states, and the second most popular method of execution is, for some reason, electrocution. Eight states will still fry you if you're convicted of murder. That's honestly kind of shocking to me. The primary method for all states except South Carolina is lethal injection, but for whatever reason, the Palmetto State thinks that electrocution is the way to go. The most humane method is heavily debated as many lethal injections have been terribly botched and being zapped to death certainly isn't a pleasant way to go. Personally, if I had to choose, I'd go with the firing squad. While it's probably terrifying, I imagine it's a pretty quick way to go. A luxury afforded to many prisoners is the last meal. This dates back to ancient Greece where the belief was that a doomed man should be fed before his execution so that he could cross the river Styx into the underworld and not come back to haunt the earth as a hungry ghost. In 2011, after Lawrence Russell Brewer requested a literal shit ton of food for his last meal and didn't eat any of it, Texas decided that last meal requests would be a thing of the past. Other states require that the food be purchased locally or limited to a specific dollar amount. No matter where you stand, the death penalty is a very interesting topic. There are so many facets to look at, from the crimes themselves to the perpetrator's final words. I hope you'll come with me on this crazy ride across the U.S. and perhaps around the globe as I examine many cases of our fellow humans who have been given the most extreme punishment for their crimes. All music and sources can be found in the show notes. I'm probably going to butcher this name, but in the words of Abu Bakr, cursed is the man who dies, but the evil done by him survives. See you next time.